Hey, I'm Aaron Nace, and you're listening to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast. Welcome to the He Shoots, He Draws podcast, the show about photography and design, with your hosts, Glenn Dewis and Dave Clayton. Hello and welcome back to He Shoots, He Draws. I'm Dave Clayton. He's Glenn Dewis. We're not going <laughs> to do the cheesy intro because we do it every week. You know who we are by now. You're tuning in, you're listening, and we thank you for it. But we are back this week with... I know we've said this before, and, <laughs> but just I, I think we're lucky that our guests are just so good. Yeah, that this week has been an absolute corker. I'm mm-hmm. gonna let I'm gonna let you take this one over. Well, no, it, it was brilliant. I mean, I, I'd wanted to. I mean, obviously, people know who it is because he's just introduced the episode. It's Aaron yeah. Nace uh, of of the Flurn fame. Uh, somebody I've learned so much from over the years since you know since he's been doing all the tutorials out on Flurn. Incredible guy. But this was actually the first time. I can't believe this was actually the first time we've all had a chat together. Yeah. You know, we were at Max all together last year. He was chatting away to Colin Smith. They were deep in conversation, so I didn't want to interrupt them while they're in the in the green room. But uh, this this has been literally like the three of us were sat in a pub just chatting so free and easy. It was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that hour went quick. That I was mm. sitting there thinking, crikey, we're in 40 minutes already. And yeah. it was so, so nice because it was so refreshing. It was, I mean, some of the answers, you, you'll hear it in the episode, but, you know, we're in a world now where there's a lot of content to consume. There's a lot of learning channels and a lot of places where there, where there is content. But it was actually really refreshing to hear a company, you know, they're 10 years old, how they're looking at the industry and progression and technology was just... Uh, you mm. could see you could see it on his face. You could, yeah. We've said it before. The look people have on their face when they start talking about something they really love, and I just thought it was really nice to see somebody looking forward. Yeah, because I think you, you know what you're saying there about there is so much content being pushed out there. There's lots of different platforms pushing it out, and you do hear people say, "Oh, there's a lot of competition," and all, and they're getting quite negative about it. Aaron was actually really positive about it. The fact that there is a lot of competition out there. He sees that as a good thing. And he wasn't saying that. I think you'll agree, Dave. He wasn't saying that to try and come across as being somebody who's got the positive mental attitude. That was just him. Yeah. And and by by him saying he sees it as a good a good thing, he then went on. And again, people hear this in the interview, but he then went on to say how they are changing Flurn or, or progressing Flurn rather, taking it to that next I almost said level then. Oh the, oh, the next step. Step by <laughs> By bringing in people who, and we kind of talked about them being the people that are hidden behind closed doors that we don't really know about, but these are the people that are just so incredibly talented. Just because they're not on stage and you know writing books doesn't mean to say that they're not talented. There are some immensely talented people out there, and Aaron is bringing those people in and putting them on the Fluent platform. Oh, I can't wait for that. And the Same fact that he's here. doing it shows, unless you, you direct message me during this, saying, what a great attitude. I, th- I am I am genuinely excited to see what these guys do with it. And it's great to, it's actually great to chat to somebody who clearly understands the business and he's got his finger right on the pulse. He really yeah, has. Absolutely. He's, uh, he had his eyes wide open. It was mm. like he's seeing everything that's going on and absorbing yeah. it. And like he says in the interview, it's not about growing into a monstrous size and being you know global core it's about giving the best 
to the subscribers, to his audience, the people that have stuck with him for 10 years. Yeah. And, and I'm really excited to see. I mean, he, he did mention someone, and you'll hear it in the episode, and we will put it in the show notes, but we were looking at the website of the young girl that he mentioned that he's brought on, and she just shoots mobile and edits mobile, and the quality of her work and the customer, the customers she works with, I, we didn't mention it in the show, but she's dealing with National Geographic, Apple, Adidas, Google, uh, and she's only Express. using mobile. She's only using mobile. That's just yeah. insane. So yeah, it, it was a great episode, and we both really enjoyed it. And mm. wanted to. So we're doing the intro right after we finished the episode, and I'm still buzzing. I actually want. <laughs> yeah. I want you to edit it quick, so I want to go back and listen to that myself. Yeah. So it was we very wa- very good. I really did enjoy that. Yeah, no, it was great. So um, before we jump into the episode, uh, it's a couple of things you've been working on. We're not going to talk about. Uh, where you've been recently because we've got an episode coming up mm-hmm. but um, I just wanted to say Glenn and I have been working on Glenn's wartime project and one of the bits I get to do is the design and I was really pleased that we've been working on a little logo for it and today I sent one over to Glenn and he was just like that's it well it was an expletive I sent yeah. over to him <laughs> that is effing brilliant I think it was <laughs> you have again you have completely nailed it it is just perfect and when i was out in normandy and i was showing some of the people out there the kind of uh, one of like the second step that you'd but you'd taken it to obviously now it's on step five when it's all finished but step two and people are going oh, that's brilliant that's so clever and i think even Anne, my wife she even messaged she, on instagram yeah, saying yeah. wow or something and some she she loves it as well so that's yeah huge thumbs up brilliant job mate absolutely brilliant and you so you're setting up a website for that so there's Mm -hmm. a few things coming up that you'll be announcing on social media now i wasn't saying it to blow smoke up my backside my point was that if you're working on a project something like this a personal project and it does start to grow and it starts to kind of take a life of its own and become something good it's about collaboration this is Mm -hmm. about talking and thinking about what you're doing and not just trying to rush stuff out because you might it might make you money this was just more about you know this has been bubbling we've had a few conversations about it and i think it's really good really important to i've said it before you know designers and photographers communicate try ideas talk things through get people to look at it don't just be insular and and only kind of create what you can create we've had a few few iterations of the same thing but i was really pleased with it and it was great that again you know working together it's always a joy working with anybody but um, i'm really excited to see what you do with that so more to come on that <laughs> well but done come you on. oh well done you but anyway come on let's crack on i want to i want to get this edited and i want to listen to aaron again because yeah. it's just it was just brilliant i think people are going to love this yeah so um do your thing glenn i'll do my thing which is aaron who are you <laughs> Uh, well, uh, my name is Aaron Nace. Uh, I guess my uh, background is in photography and uh, visual design. Uh, about 10 years ago, I started teaching Photoshop with a tiny little YouTube channel uh, called Flern. It's like photography, Photoshop, Learn. So it's P-H-L-E-A-R-N, Flern. Um, started just, you know, tips and tricks on things I'd learned in Photoshop along the way. And um I, I love doing it so much and just got such a fantastic response from our community online uh, to where quickly it made sense to uh, to quit my job and uh, make it my full-time, full-time, uh, <laughs> basically everything I do with my life. Yeah. Uh, and, and here we are, you know, uh, about 10 years later and things couldn't be better. 
I, I'm just trying to remember when it was I first heard of you, how long ago. I actually remember where I was. I was in Germany. I just I was doing a workshop. You've heard of a guy called Calvin Hollywood, who yep, doesn't do sure. some. He doesn't do uh, Photoshopy type stuff now. But I was doing workshops with Calvin, and we'd done the day. We'd done the day's workshop. We're in the pub with all the attendees in the evening, and we're talking about training. And then this one guy called Robert Benson. I remember he said, "I use this site called Flern." And we're like, what's that? And then he showed us, and then literally everybody was around the table just going through tutorials. <laughs> <laughs> like, Who is this Calvin Hollywood guy? Let's look at this Flern stuff. Right, like, <laughs> oh, man. Sorry, Calvin. <laughs> no, he's what? a good friend. He's a good friend. Yeah, he's a great um, guy for sure. But I can't believe you're saying you started that maybe 10 years ago. It's scary how quick time goes by. It's so I know. Just like uh, recently I, I was in Mexico just like on a little solo vacation, which was just like, Oh, such a fantastic time to kind of like unplug from everything and kind of reconnect. I'm like, oh man, I've been doing this for 10, like 10 years. Like, it's like, what am I doing with my, like, like, is this what I'm going to do with the rest of my life? Like, is this who I am now? Like, you know, just a little existential crisis of like, damn, I'm, if I want to do anything else with my life, like I got to get on it. Like, it's, it's you know, I'm, I'm not getting any younger. It's, it's going. Listen, I'm guessing you're the youngest in the room. Yeah, I'd say so. I reckon you're the youngest in the room. We're not maybe by a little bit. Yeah, maybe yeah. by a little bit. Yeah, the beard, the grey beard gives it away, whereas yours is like a nice jet black. I no, I've yeah. got, I've got here. Let me get close to the. Oh, I thought that was the light. All right. Oh, oh, okay. No, all right. Yeah. Okay. There, yeah. There's okay. some grey in yeah. there for sure. I took, Let... a, I took a screen grab then, in case you died. Clean. Clean. My my money's on like late forties. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway listen come on the, the photoshop side of things obviously you're you said you started putting the tutorials out there one thing I'm, I'm intrigued about with your photoshop is is it something that you are are you purely self-taught or is it something that you kind of done because i know america and whatever is all very different to over here whereas you, you know you have photoshop out in the states in schools and stuff whereas we certainly don't or we certainly didn't when i was at school so how, how did you kind of get into that in the first place yeah good question so uh I first got a hold of Photoshop when I was like, oh man, I, I I think I was like 12 or 13 years old, like real, you know, like real young. And at the time I was just kind of, kind of fooling around, you know, just like kind of actually making like composite photos. I've, you know, figured out how to take people, images that I found on the internet and cut people out and, you know, put them in, put them in different situations and just kind of having a lot of fun with it. Um, I, I, my background just like as a, you know, when I was a kid, I was always drawing and painting and making images. And I'd like set up my Ninja Turtle action figures and all these cool scenes and, and draw them, you know, like kind of larger than life. And so I've always been a visual person. And when I got a hold of Photoshop, I was just like, man, this is like a game changer. Totally blew my mind. Um, just kind of self-taught at that point. Uh, I did wind up going to university for uh, industrial design, which is like product design, basically. Yeah. And uh, I did a lot of Photoshop in university, but almost nothing with photography. It was a lot of it was like rendering, like drawing in Photoshop and trying to make realistic looking like cars and motorcycles and things like that. Uh, it was only after I got out of university that I kind of fell in love with photography. And then I was like, oh, wait, Photoshop. I can use <laughs> I can use photos in Photoshop, which was like to me just like blew my mind, you know, like oh dang, I could put my my newfound love of photography and you know this love of Photoshop that I've had for some time, I can put these together and I think I can do some really cool stuff. So, 
it was it was a lot of self so this was the days before instagram uh youtube was still in its like early early stages in fact the earliest videos we posted on flurn were not on youtube they were on vimeo because youtube still had like a 10 or an eight minute time limit and i was like i can't make a good tutorial in eight minutes I, I need a little bit more time so we used vimeo so i could make longer tutorials like you know people watching this now were like what youtube time limit that doesn't <laughs> yeah. and youtube didn't have hd at the time either so like yeah, yeah. vimeo was like the big selling point was they had hd so it was a bit before the days of tutorials you know um there were definitely some folks out there making tutorials uh and and, and making great tutorials so you know you kind of learn from from everywhere you can and i would say i got a lot of great tips and tricks along the way from folks out there making tutorials um a lot of the a lot of the real discoveries i made come from like real life examples when like i just wanted to make something happen with my own photography like i wanted to cover myself in fur you know in photoshop and make it look like i was an animal or something like that or i wanted to you know uh, I wanted We've to... all done that. <laughs> um, or I wanted to cut someone out of their background and, and put them into a new background and make it look realistic and match the light and match the color. And basically, it was just like a, a driven out of a desire to make these images, uh, poking around in Photoshop and trying to figure out new ways to do it. And then, you know, from there, once I figured out some of these, uh, you know, really, really cool techniques... Then I was like, okay, cool. I'm going to teach this, you know, teach. Well, I'm I'm skipping ahead of time. Uh, yeah. But I think where that led in my career is like starting to learn these base techniques. And then because I wound up teaching this stuff, it was like, now I got to figure out like faster, simpler ways to do the same things. And I think when, when I was presented with that challenge, that's what really took my Photoshop uh, like knowledge to the next level. Because it was like, okay, sure, I could do this in an hour and a half sitting at home by myself, but how can I do this in 10 minutes to where like someone who's never even picked up Photoshop could learn? And that really pushed me. So was it was the intention to actually do it as an as a, as a trainer then? Well, not early on. Uh, yeah, early on, it was just like, uh, so I, I was doing a project called a 365-day self-portrait project. Uh, take a picture of myself every single day. And then my personal mission was like, use Photoshop and try to make these images like, out of this world, like, you know, just really, really fun stuff that, um, you know, whatever came to my mind that day. So in the beginning, it was just like, how can I make these images that I want to make? And the the training really came later. It, it basically was a kind of an accident. People just started asking me, you know, I'd post my images online. I was using Flickr.com at the time. And people would ask me, hey, how did you do that thing? Uh, you know, so I'd respond in messages and then some, I remember that here's how it all started. Basically one person was like, Hey, if we do like a go-to meeting, which was like at the time, like a video chat thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We got that. Yeah. Okay. They were like, if we do like a video chat and you share your screen and just show me what you do, I'll pay you for, (laughs) for the lesson. (laughs) I'll, I'll pay you for this. Uh, and that like just blew my mind. I I was like, oh my God, someone's willing to pay me for teaching them Photoshop. <laughs> like there could be something here. Uh, and after that, I we had a really fantastic time. And, you know, I 
I hope I helped that person out. I, I, I think so anyway. Uh, and started doing like individual kind of like one-off, like, you know, live classes still on like go-to meeting. And I did that for probably about a year and a half until I was like, you know what, this is great. I wanna reach a larger audience. I wanna be able to teach more people and I wanna be able to help them out while I'm sleeping too, you know? Like I, yeah. I didn't want it to be like a one for one, my time, you know? And uh, so that's when that's when I really, you know, kind of focused in, created Flurn and uh, started releasing, you know, free tutorials online. Cause another big thing is, you know, like I got my, I, I'm an artist, like, you know, that's, that's, who, who I am, no escaping it. Like that's my background. And I'm like, man, there, there's so many like great artists around the world who like maybe never get their shot or like maybe don't have the tools or like the money or the resources they need to like really pursue their art. So I was like, I gotta do free stuff, you know, like I gotta make sure that like, you know, anyone in the world has gotta be able to like learn this stuff. Doesn't, you know, they, they shouldn't have to pay for it in order to, you know, really pursue their passions. And, mm. uh, yeah so it's not exclusive to us is it it's it's something we learn uh, we learn anyway and if we don't share something i was gonna i'll say in a minute i'll let you carry on but there is a thing about the whole sharing and learning that we've noticed oh yeah i mean i don't think mine like teaching something like in order to teach something well for me anyway i'm like i gotta know this thing through and through like i have to understand whatever I'm trying to talk about so well if I'm going to try to teach it well. Like, and anytime I find that I can't teach something well, it's like, it shows me that I don't even really know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't actually understand that thing. Um, so teaching has just been, you know, this fantastic resource for uh, just learning as well. They, they really do go hand in hand. Mm. Yeah. I, I remember about maybe three years ago, I think, I think because I was doing quite a few tutorials on YouTube and what have you, and I remember... I remember seeing the Flurn YouTube channel and it had a, you know, an okay following. And I remember I got contacted and how about we kind of help each other out and you share our stuff and we'll share your stuff. And that happened and mine was growing, yours was growing. And all of a sudden it was like, Jesus, where did, what happened there? Yours just got, vroom, went like this, like a million. I was like, hold on a second, I gained about a thousand. You got like a million. <laughs> you just grew like crazy. I have so. no idea what happened. Yeah, I think I think we got, you know, a little bit of like a, like 2014, I think uh, for some reason, you know, whatever YouTube, uh, you know, algorithm, I hate throwing that word around, but I guess mm. that's accurate in this case. Uh, I think we got kind of like picked as like a, a, a channel to watch. And mm. uh, yeah, we, we just kind of skyrocketed uh, through the years of 2014 and 15. And uh, yeah, it, it's kind of took us all on a on a ride that I don't think any of us were prepared for. <laughs> How do you feel about, because we've had this conversation with uh, a couple of, a friend of ours, Jesus Ramirez, the Photoshop mm -hmm. training channel. We've had conversations about, like, you were at the beginning of YouTube when it was fresh. And in fact, I was, I was more amazed that Vimeo had been going longer. I hadn't realized that. But obviously, YouTube back in the day, you kind of find your place, you know what you want to do, and you put the content out there, and it's free, obviously. How do you see YouTube today, like 2019, the way it is? Because we've said before, back in the day, sharing content was rare. People didn't want to give away mm -hmm. their secrets. 2019, it's now a competition to see who can give away the most free. <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, still, it's still an unqualified platform. So how do you view 
your YouTube experience as part of your business now, seeing the competition around and the quality and quantity of content out there? Because, I mean, your production quality is immense. Every time I watch a Flurm video, it's like, wow, this is like... 8k <laughs> so, it's so it's like you are the other side of my computer the quality is so good and so that quality has obviously improved over the years with youtube yeah that's for sure how do you feel about that now youtube has changed quite a bit over the years uh you know yeah i so i was making you know consistent videos back in 2011 that was kind of like my my first like foray into youtube and there were i mean there were a few like Photoshop photography channels at the time, but there really weren't that many, you know, they were, like you said, like it was, it was kind of the early days. And I felt like I kind of lucked into being a part of that early community because it allowed, there just wasn't as much competition at at Mm. the time. And I'm a firm believer in, in quality, you know, always, always standing out, you know, you never, you can never count on, having a hit video or, you know, YouTube picking you up and putting you on the front page or in the suggested videos, you can't ever count on that. But if, you know, if you're producing quality and you're you're making content that you're proud of, that you, you feel can stand the test of time, I feel like you always got a chance. You know, YouTube is definitely saturated these days, but there are, there are still people who, you know, there, there are folks who've started, you know, channels a year, year and a half ago who are already up to a million plus subscribers, you know? So there's always a chance for for new stars to rise, I, I do feel. And I also feel like there's a chance for channels that have been around for a long time to kind of get discovered, you know? And that that's happened throughout history. You know, you think of people like Emily Dickinson, who like, you know, not at all uh, celebrated in their time. Uh, and then now, you know, Emily Dickinson's a household name. So um, not to say that you have to die for your YouTube channel <laughs> <laughs> to be successful. Um, but but I, I've, I've seen examples of people who've been working on, you know, their YouTube channel for years and years and years. And then all of a sudden, maybe they'll change a little bit of how they what they're doing or maybe just the community will pick up on like, wow, this person's been doing some great things for a long time and then their channel starts to really grow. So yeah, I think as long as you're creating great content, you know, of course the platform has changed. There are more people on it and there's more competition, but you know, for those people who are looking to create content and create a channel, I think, you know, focusing on quality content and, and delivering it, uh, uh, reliably you know delivering it like on a weekly basis uh if not more often uh yeah. that that's going to be a good a good path to success no matter what you're doing it kind yeah. of made me, made me think of peter mckinnon when you were t- i know he's not photoshop but he's more the the premier pro stuff but when you're saying then about somebody who just literally seems to come from nowhere yeah on a, on a platform that's been around a while and he's just growing i mean i remember it wasn't that long ago that he reached a million i think i looked the other day and i think he was on four million yeah yeah and it's just incredible so that was something Casey Neistat said. I remember he's he said like your first thousands hard, you know your next that. But as you grow, it's like a snowball. It's mm-hmm. easier to get two million when you've got a million. Most it's easier definitely. to get four million, you know, and then he gets up to ten million. It's like a ridiculous amount. They were saying that the like TV shows now, obviously, there's a lot of Netflix and Hulu, but the actual viewing figures for content consumed online are higher rated than TV networks. I believe it. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, and you know, everyone's got access to YouTube. It, it's free, you know, and you don't have to wait a certain, you know, like you don't, it's not like at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time <laughs> on this channel, you know, just like <laughs> type it in and you got the video. So yeah, it, it makes sense. And, you know, I, I always got to remember, like, there are also kids out there making YouTube channels and some of them are making a lot of money too. Mm. Um, you know, they're, you know, especially in the United States, you know, I feel like kids as young as, you know, four or five, six years old are given iPads, given YouTube, and they are, they're consuming a lot of content. Yeah. I was going to say, so at what, at what point in that, obviously you wanted to share content on YouTube because I think it's great that you want to be able to share free content to help. Where, where in that period of time did you kind of decide, okay, this much goes here and this much goes over there because I have to make a living. And I know people are making money from YouTube, um, but you obviously, f I've, Flern seems to have been around for as long as I can really remember looking for online training. And I'm talking about, you know, 10 to 15 years ago that I've kind of always been aware of your name and who you are. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. Flern has been a, a, like a, a professional online channel. So where did you get that fork in the road and go, I need to make the money here of my own control? Yeah, good question. So, uh, you know, pretty early on, in the process, I, I I quit my job. I, I was working for a, a you know a, a great company, but I realized that uh, if I if I wanted to put my heart like everything I had into something, it, it probably had to be kind of like my own platform. You know, it, it kind of had to be my uh, I kind of had to work for myself. I, I think it's a, a personality thing. Um, so after making videos on and, and releasing them for for free for about a year. Uh, you know, this was like, okay, I, I think it's time. Like, I, I think it, I, I've, I've got a little bit of a audience on YouTube. I've got a little bit of an audience at the time on Flickr as well. And if I build a website and start offering just like longer, more in-depth classes, I think I can at least like maybe pay my bills. You know, at the time yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't like, let me build a company. It was like, I was, you know, living in, um, you know, just like living in a small town in North Carolina in the United States. And, and for those international viewers, um, it's just like, you know, not a metropolis. So the, the you know, living expenses were a little bit lower. My my rent, my food, you know, these things, the, I didn't have very expensive bills at the time. And so I was like, you know what? I don't need that much money to live. Like, I just need to pay my rent. I need to, you know, I, I need to buy food. I need to keep my internet bill on, you know, like, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to make like that much money. Um, let me see if I can do this. Uh, so, you know, it was, a, it was a really tough decision, but I wound up quitting my job and just focusing all of my energy into, into creating content. So I, I put together a WordPress website just based on a, based on a free theme, uh, downloaded like a commerce plugin and recorded my first you know, what I called the, a pro tutorial, and we still call them that to this day, uh, which was, uh, to me, just like a natural extension of what I was doing on YouTube, because, again, YouTube had that time limit, and also, you know, it just didn't seem like it made a lot of sense to record, to publish like a two-hour video on YouTube for free anyway. 
I couldn't yeah. because of the time limit. But even even if I could have, it just didn't feel right. So I was like, you know what? This is a natural division. Like I'll use YouTube as a platform to like show how to do like things here and there. Like here's how you do this little technique. Here's how you do this other technique. But if if a person wants to learn how you string them all together to create these, you know, composites or retouched images from start to finish over several hours, that just seemed like a very natural like place like a natural division of content yeah. to like okay that you know the youtube stuff is going to be free and i'm going to charge for this uh for these longer more in-depth just like really yeah, almost like a taster this is what you can get but you're gonna get way more of it if you come over to flurn yeah yeah kind of like a taster and but like i didn't want to cheat people too you know what i mean like i never wanted to create a video where it's like here's how to do the first part of this technique and if you actually want to like <laughs> you know do anything with it now you gotta pay you know i never wanted to do that because that just felt cheap uh more just like you know here's how to do here's how to do you know like i just recorded today uh and by the way you know we've been recording since since 2011 we've been recording and releasing at least one video a week every single week without stop since 2011 um, so I just recorded one today, um, how to how to use the patch tool in Photoshop. So it's just a dedicated video on how to use the patch tool. It'll be releasing soon, uh, showing how to cut people out of their like like how to remove people from a from like a landscape image, for instance. Yeah. Um, you know, and so if you just watch that video, you'll know how to use the patch tool. I, I just don't want to like cheat people with YouTube. I don't ever. I don't feel like you're gonna get anywhere like you know doing like half-assed or like half-released or like ha- now you got to mm-hmm. pay me for the rest of the content. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah here's actual quali- quality content. Um, you know, if you want to learn like 500 different techniques stringed together to like create this image, then then that's where our uh, website comes in. I think I think you'd probably say that with with that the fact that. I'm guessing you've had this loads of times. When you give out stuff that's for free, one thing I've had from people in the past is say, you give out so much for free, I felt like I wanted to come over to your site and buy something. <laughs> yeah. So I'm, I'm guessing you've had plenty of that because you, people are going to see that you're doing full, you know, proper full uh, tutorials on YouTube. They're going to naturally gravitate rather than feeling, like you say, feeling cheated that you're kind of forcing their hand to come to Flurn. They're going to be naturally inquisitive and they're kind of gonna, there's that trust as well, I suppose. I've I've heard that yeah more than more than a few times um you know and also i feel like you know youtube was just a great platform to like show what what they're going to be learning like the quality and the you know the content that they're going to be getting once they once they hit that buy button you know really because uh, it's almost like previews like like almost like a preview for a movie you know because there's nothing worse than hitting buy on a product and then you start watching it and you're like, oh, this is nothing like what I thought it was going to be. You know, this yeah. is like, I had an idea in my head and then this is totally different. But I feel like anyone who's coming from, uh, you know, our YouTube channel over to our subscription product on our website, they know exactly what they're going to get. It's just it's just more of it. It's just longer, more in-depth. They're going to be able to download sample raw images. They're going to get everything they need to follow along. It's, you know we built out a fantastic video player on our website that's broken down into chapter and section table of contents that saves exactly where you are in the tutorial. So you can come, you know, watch part of it on your phone, hit pause, pick up on your computer. It picks it up right where you were down. You know, it's, yeah, it's just like, it's like you get the preview 
on YouTube. And then on our platform, we've really built it out to be like the best education platform uh, we could build, basically. Yeah. And also you've got you've got that special ingredient. I'm not just playing smoke up your backside because you're a guest, <laughs> but you've got that likability factor. So I know when I've watched you, I've never got through it. Like some some instructors you watch and it's like Bueller, Bueller. You know, it's, I'm recording a video <laughs> because I need to keep recording content. Whereas with yours, like I said, the production quality is good. You have enthusiasm. You look like you're enjoying it. You look like you're genuinely enthused, enthused by what you're teaching. And I think all of those things come together. People stick with that. Whereas, you know, when you do find some content and it feels rushed or rigid or very monotonous. Um, in fact, it always makes me laugh when people post them without even uh, any audio uh, or a screen reader. I've seen some right. use a screen. Yeah, but, but I think that's really important. The production value is really good for you. Now, when you said I was recording today, you're not in North Carolina anymore, are you? <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I'm in Chicago, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, you know, we've got our, uh, our, our studio here. We're in kind of like the... Uh, I wish I could show everyone who would was listening right now but um we've got a beautiful view of the skyline uh you know right outside of our windows here and uh yeah from from you know basically just a an, a small apartment in in north carolina to to where we are today it seems like uh it seems it, like a blur it, and it uh, is pretty big so <laughs> remember when we when we first started and you were kind of doing some stuff in the background there lupe was saying oh go and get aaron and you were a tiny little speck <laughs> in the right hand corner and eventually you got bigger as time went on so that's a big place you're in now uh you you know we're really fortunate we have uh yeah we've we've got a fantastic space here and just like the best team of people ever i i i'm just so yeah, I, I'm so lucky to be able to work with such good people because they honestly, you know, and you, you met some of them earlier, they, they make coming to work not feel like work. You know, it feels like, oh, cool, I get to like come hang out with my friends and we're all just going to like do some, you know, create great content together. Um, yeah, I, I really, I, I couldn't have lucked out, uh, you know, any more than, you know, with, with the team that I'm, I'm working with. How, yeah. how, how many are on the team, Aaron? Uh, so I don't really, you know, not exact numbers here, but, uh, we've got, uh, a few here and, uh, a few kind of <laughs> scattered around the world. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Every time I, I give exact numbers, I always feel kind of weird about it, but, uh, um, yeah, and that's fair enough. I know yeah, there's, yeah. Uh, there's some people on your website, so I was looking, so I know there was a, a number of people in your team that help make Flern what it is. Um, I just thought it's really cool that you'd like moved out. You'd moved into Chicago. You know, you've got eight thousand. Is it eight thousand square feet? Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah, and you've got a really nice studio set up. Have you kind of kept the business? Um, in fact, one of my favourite companies is in Chicago, Field Notes. Um, yeah. One of the things that Jim Jim Cudell said was somebody said to him, "How would you grow Field Notes?" And he said. I wouldn't just keep adding staff. I'd push the business as big as it could go before I needed an extra person. So where are you with Flern now 10 years on? Where are you like in your happy place? Are you, do you have, do you have a bigger place to go to? Or when you look at your contemporaries, we won't name names, but when you look at the contemporaries around you that have grown in your time, they've struggled. They've like had to let staff go and you know there have been issues on in all areas whereas you've remained quite a 
a growth company. Are you kind of in your sweet spot or do you see room for expansion in in bigger than Photoshop and, and photography? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I, 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 for me, like my goal here and like my my primary mission is just to like be a great educational resource for for you know for anyone in the world who wants to learn, um, and and also you know for the we have uh, paying subscribers on our website. So I'm like, you know, how can I be the best company for for the people who are actively subscribing to our service, and you know. That answer is simple. Give them more content. Give them better content. Give you know just you know con- continuously give them more and 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 better things to learn and 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 expand out as far as that's concerned. So, um, you know, growth, growth like the way that I see it is is not necessarily like. Honestly, I wish, I wish I could produce 10 times as much content with the exact same amount of people here that that we have like i i don't necessarily like want a a big team of people or i don't want like a big office or i don't want you know like i i don't necessarily want the you know those type of things to grow i i just want to be able to help our customers more um a lot of the time you know if you go from recording and producing one tutorial a month to two to four to eight, you know, a lot of the time you're going to have to add people to your team because it it means you're you're actually doing more. Um, but I I like to think of like that is that's the impetus for growth. And uh, you know, we got such a hardworking team. Uh, we really we really try to hire only when we absolutely have to. You know, it's uh it everyone here does so many different things day in and day out you know everyone's wearing a bunch of different hats everyone's just like yeah cool we're doing this how can i help you know it's um the whole team is really involved with just about every part of the decision making process and um you know in in pushing our content forward so uh yeah yeah i i in my in my like limited view of things i think we're just at the beginning you know i yeah, there's a there's a lot more that I'd like to be able to offer people. Global cool. domination. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, one thing I wanted to ask you about, Aaron, because I, I did see you. In fact, me and Dave did see you last year when we were both at Adobe Max. Yeah, and I remember we we're in the in the we we're in the staff room. You were chatting to Colin Smith. I didn't want to disturb you. I uh, just wanted to try and grab and say hi, but I didn't. Oh uh, no! But, yeah, but, but, come come say hi. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But but I didn't. Uh, one thing I was that's I think that's the first event I've known that you were speaking at. And mm-hmm, is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, what what's your thoughts on speaking in live events? Do you do them, or do you tend to kind of focus in what you're doing with Fleur in itself? Yeah. No, I I love. I'm speaking at Adobe Max this year as well. Uh, you know, I I do really enjoy speaking at live events. Um, you know, especially especially ones when you know, with, uh, like, like Adobe Max, Adobe's always been, you know, such a great company to work with. Uh, and you know, I, I, I really love getting like in front of like doing anything like personal, right? Like when, when you have kind of like an online business, it's, there are a lot of positives that come along with it, but a lot of the time you find yourself a little bit disconnected from your audience, right? No like, nodding. Yeah, there's no nodding heads. Exactly. There's no light bulbs. There's no... <gasps> there's no <laughs> questions, too. I mean, yeah. com- th- through comments and customer service, of course, but 
you know, like, it, it can be a little bit tough to stay really, like, tuned in to what people actually want to learn. Like, what's what's the new thing? Like, what's on the, you know, what's on everyone's mind? Like, what's, you know, where is the industry going? So I find, you know, going uh, in-person workshops and, and speaking events, that's really the best the best place to, like, you know, get one-on-one contact with people. Like, what are you struggling with? Like, what's what's not working for you? Like, you know, what, what do you feel like is going to, you know, push your career a little bit farther? Um, those questions and comments and, and, and conversations that I have, you know, live with, with people who are in the industry, um, I feel like have really, really helped out as well. Yeah, that's good. I, I, we, I say we were at Adobe Max last year. Glenn's not going to be there this year. Maybe, okay. maybe the year after. Um, I was, I was I, asked to do stuff on mobile photography, and I don't do mobile photography. Right, yeah. So, so from what I understand, I, Adobe's, you know, they're, they're definitely putting a lot of resources into mobile. I'll be teaching Photoshop for the iPad uh, this year. So, cool. yeah, they, they, that's what they asked me to do, too. So I was like, I don't have an iPad, and I don't have Photoshop for the iPad, but... <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> sure. You're having nice. <laughs> yeah, I, like, I was asked if I would do like, first of all, they said to do um, a photography track. I think, oh, fantastic. That's, you know, it's right up my street. And then it was kind of like to do mobile photography, editing on the mobile. And I think because that's that's not what I do, for me, mm. I didn't want to feel that I was going to do something just to be there. And I didn't feel it was right for attendees for me just to do it. Do you know right. what I mean? So. Totally. That Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. that make, And and I feel the same way. You know, we get questions all the time. Like, you know, Aaron, can you teach us like architectural photography and retouching? And I was like, you know, I'd love to. I've never done it. Like, <laughs> I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm probably not the best person to teach you this. Um, so what we're actually doing, we're in a, just a fantastic, uh, you know, period of time right now where we're actually bringing in new instructors. So historically, you know, Flern has been a lot of Photoshop and, and a lot of me teaching. And now we're we're actually bringing in instructors from, from all over the place and they're teaching on our platform. So we, uh, you mentioned mobile editing. We just worked with a, you know, fantastic artist. Uh, her name is Elise Swopes. Uh, she's just at Swopes, S-W-O-P-E-S on, on Instagram. And she only does mobile photography she only takes pictures on her phone she only edits on her phone she doesn't use a computer she doesn't use the laptop only on her phone and uh, she's working with some amazing amazing clients and building a fantastic career so um we just like her already (laughs) 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 i know and for me i'm like i you know i'm watching this and i'm like i'm like She's doing an amazing job, and I'm also like, oh, <laughs> this would be easier on Photoshop, you know, and some things would be easier in Photoshop, uh, you know, but the thing is that, like, what's what's next? Like, what's the next generation of photo editors and photographers, you know, like, yeah, yeah. it's moving towards mobile. So, like, you know, maybe, maybe I'm not going to be the person teaching them how to edit and work on mobile, but I want to make sure that there's someone on my platform who who is teaching the next generation and you know is keeping on on top of these trends because you know the the industry is just going to push forward and you know if 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 our platform can't keep up with it you know we're we're going to be left in the dust so yeah, yeah. Um, how did you feel when 
when they announced obviously as an educator um because i work for a company we make plugins for adobe illustrator so i teach in design glenn teaches photography in photoshop when you heard photoshop on the ipad as an educator i'd love to know what you thought (laughs) did you think what a great idea that is the future and then a little bit of you goes oh more content (laughs) (laughs) honestly i would i thank you for more content like bring it on you know i'm i i'm not going to stop making tutorials you know we're we're like you know give me photoshop on the ipad that's years of content like yes please like i'm you know like you know we're we're going to make videos every week and every you know so we release a free youtube video every single week we also released two pro tutorials for our, so for those of you guys who are listening and, and, and don't know, we have a an online subscription service. It's on flearn.com. That's p h l e a r n.com. We teach advanced, you know, compositing, retouching, just like really incredible stuff with, you know, photography, Photoshop, Lightroom. And so in addition to releasing one free tutorial on YouTube every single week, we release two pro tutorials every single month, each of which is between like three and eight hours wow. of pro content teaching, you know, how to master frequency separation, retouching, like, you know, cutting people out from the backgrounds, really, really advanced, cool, cool stuff. And we have a subscription platform, which means you can't stop releasing content. You know, like we're gonna be making these videos like, you know what I mean? <laughs> There's nothing stopping us. So, you know, when I when I heard about Photoshop on the iPad, I'm like, fantastic. This is another this is another thing that we can teach people because, you know, where the where the audience goes, that's where we go. You know, my primary goal is like let's let's help these people out. Um, you know, I I do have a the beta version of Photoshop on my iPad now. Uh, you know, I'm doing my prep for Adobe Max this year and it's a great piece of software. It's a, it's in its beta, so it's got a little bit of ways to go. But, you know, I five, ten years from now, man, mobile editing and tablet editing is going to be... It, it's not going to seem like a second rate, you know? It's going to be like, yeah, you can totally do professional editing on your tablet, 100%. And I think it's going to become more and more common. Yeah, and hardware is going to grow with that. That was a conversation we had. Is It's great. You know, I'd love InDesign to be on the iPad. Uh, Illustrator users want a better version of Illustrator on the iPad. That is the way forward. But it's only going to be as good as Apple can keep making the right kind of iPad for Adobe to produce the right kind of software. So those two are going to have to work hand in hand. Now, I have a question about software. So we've been talking about Photoshop, Lightroom, photography. Now, now in the software world, we've now got newcomers. We've now mm-hmm. got um, like Pixelmator, Corel Draws just come, Corel Draws come back. You've got Affinity Designer, Affinity Photo. What keeps you exclusive? Are you deliberately keeping exclusive to the professional tool that the professionals use, or do you see scope for maybe to? Okay, look, more people are getting Affinity Photo. Maybe we should do classes for that. Maybe we should cover some of the alternatives. Good question. That's a great question. And the answer is most definitely yes. Yeah, Uh, you know, I've been using Photoshop for years and that's just really the platform that I feel like, I feel like I can do anything I want 
visually in Photoshop. I'm not saying like I'm a great artist and I can like, you know, make anything that's like going to be amazing. But like, if I want to cut a person out of their background, I can do it in Photoshop. You know, if I want to change some colors, I can do it in Photoshop. And these other programs are coming out and you know, they're really good and people are using them. I, I think people are, you know, very excited about the idea of, you know, like affinity photo. You can, you can buy it outright yeah, yeah, there's no it's subscription the I, it's the same on the ipad as it is on desktop exactly exactly you you make that one-time purchase and and you got it for life and i think that that's really drawing a lot of people in and and these programs really are fantastic so um i i have no uh i have no exclusivity with adobe products uh photoshop just happens to be the product that i personally am the most comfortable with and yeah. uh I don't want to teach a program that I'm like, don't feel that comfortable with, but that is a place for new instructors and new people to come along. So, um, yes, as, as a platform, I'm, I'm definitely, uh, that's, we're definitely going to be teaching, uh, these other programs as well, because that's, that's where the market is. And, uh, it, it might not be me teaching it, but I'm going to find, you know, the, the best person out there possible to teach these, uh, other programs and uh and then bring them in cool and he, is aaron the photographer still picking his camera up oh man yeah <laughs> <laughs> you 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 got me in a you got me in a tight spot there um <laughs> you know i i love photography so uh my background is in photography uh and and i would say in uh like conceptual and fine art photography uh and man that it, it really formed like so much of who I am today, uh, both as a person and, and as an artist. Uh, these days, we are just, I don't want to say like we're, we're, I'm too busy for photography. I don't want to say that because that, that's a cop out. Like, of course, you can just make time to do uh, whatever you want. Um, but what what we found just like as a company is that the tutorials that tend to resonate with with a large majority of people it's not always like here's how to you know create this really crazy fine art photo like let me rephrase this because i i'm I'm not getting it right um okay so let's say we do a photo shoot and me personally i'm like i want to do the crazy stuff right like so i want to like you know set a person's head on fire and make them look like they're running through the jungle or something like that but you know <laughs> do it in photoshop so no one gets hurt um so we make that tutorial and the tutorial is called how to set a person's head on fire and make them look through, run, running through the jungle <laughs> right that's going to appeal to some people for sure uh we make another tutorial that's called like how to master frequency separation retouching that's going to appeal to a lot more people because more people just need to know how to do that. It, it, it makes more sense. So for that reason, my personal photography has slowed down because my personal photography is less a part of what's driving our business forward. Uh, so my personal photography is not, is not so much a part of our, of our company uh, these days. I'm not saying that's not gonna change in the future. You know, the idea is bringing on additional instructors will free up more of my time, which will allow me more time to do my conceptual photo shoots. But these days, uh, I still do a lot of photography. I 
it's kind of just for me and it's mostly traveled and street photography. Like I, I've got a little Fuji X100F, just like a, a you know little baby with a fixed lens on it. I love taking that around, you know, and just like snapping pictures as I go. I've always got a camera around me with when I, when I'm traveling, and uh, I, I do a lot of pictures um, that you know I, I print them out and I put them on, on in my house, and you know my family and friends see them, but almost no one else. And um, I'm I'm not exactly sure why that is, but yeah, I I don't take. I don't shoot that much these days. I don't have like big production photo shoots that much. Um, I miss it though. I really, I really do miss it. Um, so I'm saddened a little bit by the fact that I don't do it so much. Um, but I, I won't say I've abandoned it forever. But right now, I, I'm not doing it so much. You can that's see a, that this is like a that, real, yeah. I'm torn about this, right? <laughs> like you, you've, you've, you've thrown a right crippler in there, Dave. Jesus. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really torn about it. Just like internally as a person, I'm like, ah, like I want to, I, I still want to be this conceptual photographer, you know, but at the same time, it's like. I feel I've, like we need to put you on a couch and just let you talk. <laughs> I, I think I need that. I, I think I need that. Yeah, have me back next week. Don't record it. Just uh, yeah. film me. <laughs> oh, dear. Listen, I'm, I'm going to dive in, Dave, with, that, with our regular segment because this is something we always like to ask guests that we have on the podcast. Um, you may have answered this. I don't know, but let's just go with it anyway. It's a segment that we call Loves and Loathes. And I know we didn't pre-warn you about this. Okay. So this is off the top of your head. If I said to you, Aaron, what do you really love about the industry and what you do and all that kind of stuff? What's the first thing that comes to your head? I really love how it's become accessible to like everyone. And, and I know that that's not always going to be a popular opinion for working professionals because there's more competition. But... I think competition always creates a better product in the end. You know, if like, you know, Apple is making their smartphones, right? But Samsung is doing a great job with their smartphones too. And now Huawei is, you know, they just took over second place. You know, Apple's no longer number two behind Samsung. Apple's number three. And so you've got these huge companies that are competing to make like the best smartphones, the best hardware out there. And with that competition we win you know the consumers mm -hmm. win we get the yeah. better phones and we get the lower prices as well so i think anytime there's competition it's going to drive a product to be better and better and better so i'm super happy with the fact that you know photography is more accessible than it's ever been uh i, I really feel like the level of photography that i see across the board is being elevated which makes it harder to stand out but i think that's great it's like okay cool it'll just push people to go and create you know create things that have never been seen before and really inspire people to just like take their images to the next step and uh and and really push them creatively so um industry-wide I'm, I'm i'm super happy to see where things are going uh technology is just getting like oh my it's just getting so good you know no, like no, it's exciting isn't it it's exciting, you know, like mirrorless cameras are, I feel like, you know, we're really in the mix right now with with the mirrorless, you know, it's it's no longer like something that it's here, you know, and I feel like in a few years, like we're, we're not going to be seeing, you know, new d digital SLRs coming out, like, you know, the, the technology is, it's getting better, and it's getting smaller, and it's getting cheaper, and it's getting more accessible, and um, 
I, I think it's super fun just as like a, a, a tech person and a person who loves, you know, working with gear. I'm like, yeah, there's bring, <laughs> bring it on. on. <laughs> yes, please. The more, oh. the better, um, you know, and also as a creative, I see I see the level of creativity just like uh, raising across the board. And, and especially with all these fantastic sharing, uh, you know, platforms across the Web like Behance and and of course, Instagram, you know, we're, we're constantly being exposed to great images and I feel like it's just pushing the art form even farther. Cool. Brilliant. Good answer, yeah. Good answer. So on the flip side of that then, <laughs> what if I, what do you, and we say the word loathe because okay. it goes well, loves and loathes, but it's not a case <laughs> of loathing. What, what don't you like or what would you change? When you look at the industry and what you do and everything that's going on out there, is there something that really gets your go and you think, God, that really gets me, that does. <laughs> oh man that man that's a good that's a good question uh and we do boy. have a bleeper <laughs> we, oh we we got a bleeper okay good so i can i can say whatever the f i want okay yeah good. uh man you know i this is gonna be a tough one for me uh what what really just gets me upset about what's going on um, you know, just, what, just to give you a bit of a head change. Yeah. yeah, what would you change? Some some people have said social media. There's there's a side to so although it's a necessity these days, some people have said there's a side of social media that they just really don't like. You know, the trolls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that's 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 something that a lot of people say. Some people say, I mean, like Dave, Dave kind of mentioned about it earlier on, where people now everybody's sharing, everybody's wants to be an instructor. That kind of something that people have mentioned in the past. It's, it's more a case of, is there anything you think, I wish I could do it this way, or I wish this was a better thing we could do? Or Yeah, yeah. You know, that stuff. I mean, it it saddens me to see a lot of negativity on the internet, but I think that's a reflection of the mental health of uh, the population of, uh, uh, of, you know, our our nations. And, and you know, there we're just... To, the world right now we're going through kind of a tough time you know like we're all very aware of what's happening with our you know uh you know with our environment it's it's uh our environment is really hurting you know uh you know there's we're i think anyone who is uh not seeing that there's obvious change going on in 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 the world today um just from you know like a pure environmental standpoint it, it's hard to ignore. It's it's hard to ignore what's what's what we're seeing, and uh, and it can be hard to stay positive during those times. It you know it can be easy to you know slip into that whole like, oh the world's ending, like everything's turning to crap, like you know weather's getting bad, species are going extinct at unprecedented rates. You know like we're constantly being bombarded with so much conflict that it it can be really tough to stay positive. Um, you know. But at the same time, like, there's a lot of really good stuff happening out there, too. Like, there's, you know, people are doing really, really great things. And I, I think, you know, taking time to kind of unplug from, like what you said, unplug from social media, you know, unplug from the news for a little bit. And, like, you know, I think we have to remember that a lot of these, uh, you know, a, a lot of news agencies have figured out that, you know, kind of uh, sensationalist or, like, negative I don't know. I don't want to get too political here. Uh, but, you know, if you publish a story about something, quote unquote, bad that happened, 
there's a good chance it might get more clicks than something good that happened. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And and so I think we're getting exposed to a lot of that because at the end of the day, our news comes from uh, media companies who are just businesses trying to make money. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. you know, I, mean, I, I, mean, I never in our house years ago we made this rule that we never ever have the news on in our house. And I never watch. I never read newspapers. Just call it. We called it the depression session. We just completely, <laughs> completely cut off from it. But I, I, one thing you mentioned then, you mentioned about environment, and we're going a bit off topic here. But it was it kind of it was really powerful. This program we had going on in the UK, and I know that it's going to be on every week now for I think maybe the next four weeks. There's a guy in the UK called Hugh Fernley Whittingstall. Okay, and he was he was originally like a, a chef in London that kind of cut off from the London world and went to live in the countryside and tried to kind of live self-sufficiently, which he did do. Wow. Now, that became very successful, but now he's more of a kind of environmental kind of campaigner and all this kind of stuff. And he did a program the other day about the plastics that's Mm -hmm. going, you know, plastics and the way things are. Now, if you you want to talk about something depressing, that was unbelievable. I mean, literally in Indonesia and China and whatever, where there were literally fields the size of football pitches full of plastic that was leaking into the sea. And that's like, oh, man. So, yeah. You know, it's tough to see. But at the same time, I'm thankful that we're seeing it, you know, because if this is happening and we're not seeing it, yeah, yeah, no one's going to do anything about it. You know, it's not going to spark... It, you know, spark a change on an individual level. So, you know, th- I think as individuals, it's like, it's easy to get weighed down by all this stuff, but also like we can do something about it. Like we can, you know, like I just read an article recently about, you know, a, someone just found out a, a way to make plastic that's completely biodegradable from a vegetable product. You know, like we can do something about it. Like, yeah, we've made a lot of petroleum plastic out there, but like, we can find alternatives. We can find mm-hmm. biodegradable plastics and we can find a good thing to do with the existing plastic that's out there. Like we can most definitely turn some of these things around and we can make positive impacts on our daily lives. Like we can make the decision, you know what? I'm going to go out to eat at a restaurant. You know what? Instead of instead of taking plastics home with me to, to bring my home, you know, my meal home in a doggy bag, maybe I can finish this up or maybe I can bring some aluminum foil with me to the restaurant or, you know, the next time I'm out, I'm not going to use a plastic drinking straw or I'm going to use a, re, a reusable container instead of Ziploc bags every time. You know, there are these changes that we can make in our individual lives to reduce, you know, today I reduce my plastic waste by, you know, one or two plastic cups or I, instead of buying plastic drinking water, you know, I, I have, I got a water filter and now I can just make my own at home. So, um, I, it is easy to get kind of bogged down in this stuff, but you know, now that we're seeing it, I think realizing what you can do on a daily basis, even if it's not change the whole world on a daily basis, you can definitely do like small things here and there, um, that will definitely help. Yeah. But on a more serious note, you need to get your camera out more. You're right. I do. I do. Obviously, I needed that therapy session. Ooh. <laughs> or just throw it away and buy another one. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's a uh, no. You're you're completely right. And I I do have you know I I continue to get ideas of things that I want to shoot uh, continuously. So you're right. It, it's time. It's time to bring it back. You're quite good. Yeah. I mean. I've looked at your pictures. You're quite good. You've got, <laughs> what, 42,000 followers on Flickr, I think, you said. You've, you, your photos are worth looking at. 
Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I, I do I do appreciate that. And I love I love photography. I, I really do. Um, you know, it, it's it's always been a passion of mine. Uh, well, not always, but for the last like, you know, 15 years or so anyway. And um, yeah, I don't that that love isn't going to go anywhere. So, um, yeah, I think you're right. It's time time to pick the camera back up. <laughs> Good man. Good man. So what's next? for you and Flern. What's the next thing on the agenda or can't you tell us? Oh yeah, no, definitely. And I, I did touch on it earlier. So, you know, I feel like <laughs> at this point, the internet has seen a lot of videos of me, you know, maybe too many. <laughs> and <laughs> it's time to start bringing other people into the into the forefront and, and giving other artists a spotlight. And this has been a goal of mine for, for a long time, you know, like building a platform building a place where you know artists can share and uh, and 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 help people all around the world learn so um we are we are taking steps and we've already um we've worked with uh we just wrapped production on our fourth guest instructor um on flern uh rob woodcox is his name he's a fantastic fine art and conceptual photographer uh just recently in the last week is just like blown up on Instagram. It's like featured all over the place. Um, so the really the next chapter for Flern is bringing new instructors, bringing new talent in and, uh, and expanding what we can, what we can teach to our students. So that's going to expand not only in, you know, style and, 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 you know, like content, but it's also going to expand in into other programs and into other realms as well. So, um, you know, we're in the process right now, the people we're bringing in are, um, you know, other photographers and other, you know, people who are doing photo editing. Um, and, and from there, uh, we'll just continue to expand out and hopefully, you know, continue to teach, uh, all kinds of things. Is it, uh, is it, are you kind of approached, sorry, Dave, but are you kind of approaching this, this new new kind of thing with Fleur then when you're bringing other people in, are you kind of thinking, look, you know, there are people out there that are behind closed doors that are incredibly talented people. These are the people we need to bring in for other people to know about. Or are you kind of going for people that are, oh, they're known, oh, they're really good, they're known. Because I kind of, from what you've said already, there's two names there and I am going to look them up. I've never heard of them, but clearly they're very, very good. So is that the way that you're wanting to go with it, to sort of nurture people, to bring them out and to get them known? Yeah, you know, I think, I mean, obviously folks who are already big names in the industry, like they're, they're known for a reason, like they're, they've, they're producing great content than they have been for a long time. But I also feel like there's just a huge amount of artists out there who are doing great work, who maybe have never thought about making a tutorial or maybe have thought about it, but don't necessarily want to take on the production themselves. And so that's, that's what I really want to focus on is like bringing new talent to the forefront. Like, you know, what, what are these people who are creating these incredible works? Like we've been creating tutorials here at Flurn, you know, uh, as a full-time business for, you know, over 10 years. And if we can bring people into our platform and coach them along the way and, you know, make sure that their tutorials are going to be like, you know, we're going to produce the whole thing, right? And like coach them through the tutorial. So like their tutorials are going to be top notch. And this is going to be, maybe maybe it's going to be their first tutorial they ever made on the internet. Uh, but we're going to be able to bring 
our audience to them and 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 kind of like help grow this relationship and uh, and and help help other artists. So um, yeah, my my primary goal. I mean, of course, like you know, there there will be. You know, I, I'm not saying like no to anyone just because they're already a name, but um, yeah, my primary goal here is you know finding finding those up and coming artists, finding those incredible people who maybe aren't the biggest names, and and working with them to create incredible uh, incredible content and and kind of uh, taking away all the burden of making these videos. You know, because yeah, yeah. we've got such a fantastic team of people. We've got you know we've got basically the entire process of creating tutorials like we've been doing it for 10 years you know it's we from from pre-production to post-production to marketing release and you know we already have a fantastic audience as well so it's it's already all there basically you know working with a new artist we can we can guide them through the entire process and it make it very easy for them to share their uh to share their knowledge and to share their talent with the rest of the world and and i'm very excited about that idea do you know what? Listening to you talking about that, there, I am because I mean, Dave have spoken about this before. Is that that you know there are some incredible people out there that we know who you know produce some amazing work, but there is so much talent behind closed doors that don't yeah. want to necessarily be in the highlight that are kind of like incredible. So if you're going to go out there and do what you're doing, what you say you're going to do there, and bring these people out and kind of you know look after them and do all that kind of work for them, then bring it on because that's that's going to benefit all of us because. We're going to be learning new stuff. We're going to be seeing some new faces, which is only a good thing. So good on yeah. you. I just messaged Glyn privately and just said, what a great attitude. Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because that is exactly what the industry needs. That yeah. is that, you know, because like you said, mobiles come into the front and there's new software. There are, there are new things happening in our world that we're, that we're consuming it differently we have more platforms to consume it so therefore there are people finding new ways new clever ways to do content you know when you think somebody can shoot edit and publish on a mobile phone 10 years ago yeah no way no way you just would have been like a star trek (laughs) (laughs) exactly or the quality would be so so poor that it wouldn't be worth your time to do it but you know um yeah for those listening check out Check out Elise Swopes. It's at S-W-O-P-E-S on Instagram. I mean, she's got some cool work. She's got some great work. I'm on her website at the moment. Man alive. It's all shot and edited on her phone. So, you know, if, if, you know, examples like that are like, okay, cool. Like, these are the folks that, like, they're doing such cool things. Like, you know, maybe, maybe the next generation of folks coming along they might see, okay, cool, Photoshop is one one way to get this done. You know, Photoshop, a computer, you know, a big digital, you know, a, a, a big, you know, full frame camera, like that's one way to make it. But here's another person just with their phone and they're making it too. So, you know, maybe I don't, maybe I can't afford all this stuff. Maybe I'm just not a technical type of person there's a, still an opportunity for you there. There's there's still something for you there. So, um, exciting yeah, times. yeah, it's a uh, it, it is a really exciting time, and I'm I'm just so yeah I'm, I'm so happy to be able to work with like just incredible artists and you know kind of it, it's almost like you know the for the last ten or so years we've been teaching Photoshop right, but we've also been learning how to teach during that time, 
And so now we can work with new talent, bring them into our system and help them teach their talents. And to me, that's like, that that's just such a cool next step. Mm. I look forward to seeing more. That'd be brilliant. Cool. I'd applaud you if it sounded if it didn't sound <laughs> can, like one person clapping. Yeah, in. we'll put applause in. But that is that is one of that is one of the best things I've heard. Yeah, speaking to an educator, that the well fact done. that you got that attitude. So yeah, I'd take Brilliant. my hat off to Aaron for that. Thank you so stuff. much. Yeah, thank you so much. It's 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 a real cool time. Cool. All right. Cool. Well, listen. You you mentioned uh, that pers- the, the the sort of Twitter handles and Instagram handles. Where do you want? Where would people go to find more about you? Uh, and Flurn, I guess, where where are you mainly kind of seen? Yeah, so we're um, at Flurn. It's P-H-L-E-A-R-N. Uh, you know, that's on YouTube, on Instagram, uh, and check out our website as well. We have a subscription platform. Uh, it's it's kind of like Netflix for education. You pay a, a monthly fee and you get access to literally everything we've got available on the website. And uh that's, you know, if you want to see any more of me, that's really the best place for it because we've got hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of videos. I'll teach <laughs> Hours you of you. <laughs> just way, way more than you'd ever want. Um, you know, Every haircut you've ever had. Oh, boy, yeah. We've gone from, <laughs> you know, from a buzz cut all the way to, you know, all the way from Mr. Shaggy over here. So, uh, you know, and you'll get to learn Photoshop, photography, and Lightroom and, and, and many more uh, topics coming soon uh, while you're at it so you know that's that's the best place to get a hold of me brilliant Fantastic. well Aaron obviously you you said you've been recording today clearly there's a, a hell of a schedule going on there at Flint so <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of I, I think we should probably wrap this up now and let you crack on but it's great to finally speak to you and uh, next time we're it's at a function you're there we will we will kind of catch up but yeah um, I'll see you at Max as well anyway so I'll yeah. definitely come over and find you yeah. fantastic dave yeah and but, glenn so so good to talk to you as well yeah. you too so thank you so much for your time um yeah that's it thank you very much aaron nice yeah. thank you <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much it's been a blast uh one two three okay let's okay. go for it straight off yep right nice and short uh, yeah let me get ready uh, okay three two one Hello, welcome back to He Shoot. Don't sit there grinning at me. I wasn't then. (laughs) You did, you realize. Let's go, and then you go. (laughs) Right, three, two, one.